I'm Stacey Mitchell, and you're listening to Something Even Better, a podcast about letting go of old dreams and what's not working so you can make room for something even better, where we explore the many unexpected twists we all go through to find our way to more aligned and meaningful work and lives. I bet I have some of you double-checking your phones right now. What in the heck has happened to the Consistent Coach Podcast? (laughs) Now, I know, I know. To some of you, I have been flakier than a Pillsbury Crescent Roll, and I am so glad that you're sticking around with me through all of these journeys. But what you call flaky, I call being the Goldilocks of my own career. (laughs) I always pay very close attention to my feelings and my intuition and the breadcrumbs of my life, and they guide me to what's just right for me and for my work. Many of you probably already know this, but I have a pretty big announcement. If you've been following on Instagram, if you are on my newsletter, you already know. I'm going to guess that's probably a lot of you, but just in case, I just accepted a full-time job. And I'm going to dig into why, what the job is, all of it in this episode for you. And of course, where this podcast is headed. So stay tuned. But I will be serving as a coach for Systems Save Me in their done-in-a-day program, where I'll be helping service-based entrepreneurs break free from the burnout cycle by creating high-ticket VIP days. Now, if you don't know Systems Save Me and its founder, Jordan Gill, you are seriously missing out. Jordan is an amazing leader, full of integrity, and the job itself is everything I wanted from entrepreneurship, freedom, and flexibility without the stress and worry of doing it all on my own. And I get to coach entrepreneurs, which I am super freaking excited that I get to keep doing. And this is where I'm about to get real, real with you. There are so many amazing things that no one tells you about entrepreneurship, but there's also some not so amazing things, right? Behind the pretty photos of entrepreneurs and their super fancy kitchens or on their luxury vacations, (laughs) telling you they hardly work, they have never felt so free, they're the happiest they've ever been in their lives, blah, 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 blah. We see it all the time. For some of us, there lies loneliness anxiety, a feeling of, wait a minute, this is what I've been working so hard for? I'm just going to go right out with it. Full-time entrepreneurship sometimes isn't the best answer for everyone. Although it feels like everyone makes it out to be the only way to be truly successful. I think there's this idea that doing it on the side isn't really legitimate. But I'm here to say, "Mm -mm, that's just not true at all. And I do want to be super clear in this entire episode, I love entrepreneurship and I love entrepreneurs. I'm not quitting entrepreneurship. And in fact, this podcast will keep going. I'll be continuing my coaching work just in a very, very limited number of coaching clients. But full-time entrepreneurship just isn't for everyone at every time in their lives. I also want to say that I am super excited that I get to stay in the online business world through my job. So all this to say, I am not leaving the world of entrepreneurship, but I think what so many folks never talk about 
is the privilege of being able to quit your job and take these bigger risks by choosing to become a full-time entrepreneur. And after working now with loads of other entrepreneurs and making close friends with them too, you start to see the bigger picture. You can better read between the lines as you get more information from more entrepreneurs. You start to realize that there are many, many entrepreneurs who can take bigger risks because their partners make enough money to pay their bills, even when their businesses don't make enough. Or there are some who have really large savings, or they have families that can step in to help them, or they own houses and have zero debt, so they're okay with making less money, they have less expenses. There are also many, many, many people with part-time or full-time jobs that they never talk about. The bottom line, many full-time entrepreneurs have some sort of safety net that not all of us have at the moment. And even though I had a safety net with some savings, I never got super comfortable with just the idea of not being able to pay myself enough every single month. And I have never been in a situation where I didn't need to bring in money every month to pay my bills, which I know so many of you can understand and relate to. And for those of you who are well-versed in Enneagram, I'm in Enneagram 3, but I'm a very... I would say rare type, the self-preservation type, which basically means that I love me some security and safety. (laughs) Now, I'm not trying to use that as some kind of excuse. I do really heartily believe that people can work through their personality preferences. But to be honest, I just didn't really want to work through this one. Because by becoming a full-time entrepreneur, I realized that I missed having a more secure safety net. Having that more secure safety net of a job that allowed me to create for the joy of creating, to only coach the people that I love coaching without worrying about turning away those like not so great fit clients, which I want to say, I've always done that, but it's always scary when you're like, I really need that money. And To be able to follow my intuition in my business without fear that I'd have to dip into our savings because I wouldn't be able to get paid that month. And I want to say I really struggle about talking about this so openly. I will be honest that I've had a lot of success in my business pretty early on. But I think what tends to be missed in a lot of the just quit your job rhetoric is that even when you're making, and I'm just going to make out a number, right? Like $5,000 a month. For the majority of entrepreneurs, depending on your business and your margin and all of that, your expenses, most entrepreneurs only get to keep maybe 60% of it because you have to pay for systems and people to help you and you have to pay taxes. (laughs) So even though you might be bringing in $5,000, you may only be able to pay yourself $3,000. And then if you live in the US, you have to pay your health insurance through that. And right now, that's a lot of money. So I say all this because I just want to be really open about it. I want to be really transparent with you all. I think entrepreneurship is a great path. And I really, really, really don't want to discourage anyone from it. I want to make it clear. I wouldn't, or I really don't think, I believe, I would not have the job I have now, this dream job. I wouldn't have known it existed. And I wouldn't have been such a perfect fit for it had I not followed this very specific journey that I've had. I would not take a single decision back. 
All of it brought me to where I am now, which is exactly where I'm supposed to be. It definitely wasn't the plan, but I couldn't have planned it better if I tried. And I think honestly, that's the secret for most meaningful work and careers. Now, you might be wondering to yourself, Ooh, but how did you make this decision? Because I think if you followed me for a while, you also know it was a very big decision to quit my job. So getting a job was also a really tough decision, but it came down to really noticing my own feelings. I first recognized something months ago. Now, if you've been a longtime listener, you probably remember this podcast. I've had quite a bit of feedback about it, by the way. But while I was recording a podcast back in June with my own coach, Marissa, who took a full-time job to supplement her coaching business, I started to feel a bit emotional, even envious of what it would feel like to release the pressure valve I was feeling in my own business. And by the way, if you want to listen to that, you can go back and find Putting Your Joy First with Marissa Bailey. It's a really, really good episode. I have actually listened to it several times because I got so much out of it. And then I found that more and more entrepreneur friends of mine were getting full-time jobs. They were announcing it and they were saying they were going to keep their businesses on the side. And I felt more envy. And the first time I felt the envy, I really just pushed it away. I was like, you're just tired. You're trying to move. There's a lot going on. But then I felt it again and I felt it again. And instead of forcing those emotions down or away, I decided to explore them. I asked myself some questions. What would it mean to take a job? What would it allow me to do differently in my life and business? What would my non-negotiables, bringing back that word, be for that job? What would I need to have for that job to be a, heck yes, I want it. And I'm going to take us back. A few years ago, I was in an online career coaching program where one of the final activities is creating a list of everything I wanted from my work. And it's funny because at the time the coach was like, "Mm, uh, are you open to being an entrepreneur? (laughs) Because even just a few years ago, there weren't as many options for creating a life and a career that was a perfect fit outside of creating all of it on my own as an entrepreneur. And just so you have some idea of what the list was, I remember I wanted to wear whatever I wanted. I wanted to be able to dye my hair purple if I wanted. I wanted to work from home. I wanted to coach people because coaching is part of really what I love to do. I wanted to be creative. I wanted unlimited vacation. And I wanted lots of time off for the holidays. So you read all that, and I can understand why my coach is like, Uh, you're going to have to create that for yourself, probably. It was a dream kind of situation that at that time was really hard to imagine outside of entrepreneurship. So that's really why I began to go after all of this with gusto, right? I was really excited for it. And this year, when I started to feel that envy again, I made a new list. And honestly, most of it was the same, except for I put like how much I needed to get paid and some other things in there. And I started to search for that dream job based on this list that I created, my list of non-negotiables for a dream job. And lo and behold, that job existed. And even more amazingly, I got it, right? It's amazing. But the most important lesson I have learned is that when you're brave enough to let go of old dreams and things that aren't working for you, what's no longer aligned for you, you make room 
for something even better. And that brings us to this new direction for the podcast, something even better you may have noticed, which will be a podcast about letting go, letting go of what's not working so you can make that room so you can go after something even better so that something even better can show up for you. It's where we're going to explore the many, many, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, unexpected twists we all go through to find our way to aligned and meaningful lives. There are so many, hundreds, probably thousands of ways to get what you want from your work and your life. There's never one right answer. Following your biggest dreams doesn't necessarily mean being an entrepreneur or being a full-time entrepreneur or getting a new job, or going back to school, or any huge life shifts. It could just mean taking a creative writing class so you can start that book that you've been dreaming about in your spare time. It can mean starting a podcast because you want to help others tell their stories. It can mean taking up yoga, or reading more, or just getting off social media, right? Or any other number of things that might help you create a more meaningful life for yourself. We tend to think that we need to take these big, scary leaps of faith, and I have definitely thought this myself before, to show that we are serious about what we want. And I have seen more and more examples of this burning the boats, if you will, than make me comfortable. I've seen people deleting resumes completely. It's like, I'm never going back, which sometimes that's true, but sometimes you change your mind, right? Client recently said, never say never, and that I almost thought that would be a good um, podcast title, to be honest, but we went in a different direction. Um, I've seen people swear off jobs forever. I will never have another job. I actually think I have said that once. Not true. But I will say in my own research on entrepreneur burnout, especially, there are many studies that show that this kind of all in, there are no other options, this has to work mindset tends to set us up to burn out. But there's a different way. If we know that we can create what we want without getting stuck on the exact details of how, we open ourselves up to a much richer, more fulfilling life. And honestly, this work of creating the work and the life that's meant for you has been the focus of my life basically the majority of my adult life. And even before that, I have been obsessed with answering the question of what should I do with my life since I was a freshman in college and really even before that, to be honest, but a freshman in college trying to choose my major. And it's a really big reason why I chose to become a career coach in the first place. I find it so fascinating that we make these big decisions before we've even had enough life experience to know what we want and what we enjoy doing. And for me, I have always been incredibly conscious of how important it was to follow your own nudges and to make yourself open to new opportunities so you don't accidentally get put inside a box that feels very hard to escape from later. And because you're probably wondering what I mean, I want to give an example because I think it's important. Like many people, because I used to be a career coach for universities, (laughs) I struggled very hard to decide what to major in and what to go to graduate school for which looking back kind of makes me laugh because I ultimately think it doesn't matter as much as we all think it does. But I landed on psychology in undergrad because first I loved it. I loved it so much. I still love it. 
but also because it gave me the most options. I knew I wanted to work with people, but I had all these different paths I could take, teaching, social work, even sociology. There were so many different directions. And I won't bore you with all of it, but I think at the end, I think I ended up with like a potential of three different minors. <laughs> so, but through all my research, I knew that studying psychology could take me in many different directions. And I wanted that level of flexibility. That was always really important to me. And with graduate school, I actually applied and was accepted to school psychology programs. I thought I might want to be a school psychologist at one point. And I spent time shadowing a school psychologist in a school, doing research on ADHD in a school. I did all my homework, but it just wasn't quite right, which I will say at the time kind of sucked because I got in, right? And I was like, my little nudges is telling me this isn't the right path. And thank goodness, right? Although I always say whatever happens, happened for a reason. But I wanted something more flexible, which is why I ultimately studied counseling instead because I knew I could take many different directions with it. And honestly, I have. I'm not a counselor, but I am a certified global career development facilitator. I have several assessment certifications. I've coached hundreds of people on their careers or their businesses. And I continue to be fascinated with this subject. And I have done it in all of my coaching, even the consistent coach and coaching coaches. It's still about like, well, what do you really want to do? Who do you really want to coach? And how do we make that happen? right? But this direction came from deep research online. Back then, there was it was really big to have like um, discussion boards. And I know those exist now, but um, lots of searchable discussion boards for all different kinds of professions, which was really, really helpful. And I even did actual research in published scientific journal, journals about career satisfaction. And yeah, I have always been that nerdy even in my 20s. <laughs> I have always been interested in how we create work that feels good for our lifetime, not just right after school or in 20 years, but throughout our lives. I wanted to know how people make these really big decisions that impact 30% of our lives. Yeah, that's right. We spend roughly 90,000 hours of our lives working, 90,000 hours. So how do we choose what kind of work we want to do? And then how do we create those opportunities for ourselves to do that kind of work and make it work for us, right? In whatever way that means, all of us are different. And when I look back at all the different niches I've had and positions I've held, there's a red thread something that brings all of them together. There are so many ways to create meaningful work and meaningful lives. And many times it requires being open to change, to let go of what's no longer aligned to make room for something even better to show up. That's what I'm really, really good at. Figuring out how to create meaningful work and meaningful lives. And this is what this podcast is going to be about. How do we answer this question? How do we figure this out? How do we predict what will make us happy? Which by the way, is incredibly, incredibly hard for humans to do. How do we work against the old school norms to find organizations we actually want to work for, 
Or how can we stay where we are, but make changes for that organization for the better? Do we quit our jobs, our businesses? Do we start new businesses? Do we go back to school? Do we quit school? What does the research say about all of it? And what real life stories can we learn from to make this process easier for every single one of us? This is what Something Even Better will be all about. It will be a mix of what I've seen and learned and experienced as a career and business coach and what others have learned through their own experiences and stories of creating meaningful work for themselves. Because if we have to spend a third of our lives, 90,000 hours working, it might as well be something we love, right? Until next time, please share this podcast with your friends, your family, and anyone else you think who needs it. This is honestly the best way to grow the podcast, word of mouth, and I really appreciate it. And if you're excited about this shift, take a minute, take a screenshot on your phone right now and share it to your stories on Instagram, tagging me at Stacy Mitchell. Just know, I cannot wait to hear from you all. Until next time. If you love this podcast, why not share it with your friends, your family, your favorite social media profile, literally everyone you know. (laughs) And take a minute to give me a review wherever you listen. I love reading the reviews and sharing is always caring.